Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Hey, we back for another episode of the Coach Me Coach podcast. Already got some people in the building. Real quick, Don, before we get started, I just need a thumbs up from our producer, Haitian Ellen, in the building. Say hi, everybody. I need those thumbs up. Let me know everything looks good, sounds good, so we can get this thing rocking and rolling. Um, other than that, let me see here. All right, there we go. We got the thumbs up. We ready to get it. J.R. Rivera says, let's go. Brother J. Blaze in the building with the hands. There it is. He's got his hand up, boy. Somebody, we about to do some preaching today. All right, daughter said, Don, give yes, me the sir. thumbs up. And Mark Stemper, always in the building, says, hey, yo, Coach Hayes, I'm ready to battle. All right, hit that like button, family, as you come on in, please. Dom, I know you were off last week taking care of some things, man. How has everything been? Busy, but, you know, business is booming. Is that what A.B. says before he lost his business, mind? Business is booming. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, y'all need to check out Hayes' latest video on Troy Bowles, man. I saw, I mean, I've seen that dude, um, you know, covered him last year when I was, you know, working with the site affiliate with Ohio State. That dude, that's number Listen, one right back in the country. I, I Bro, how they got him ranked number three, I have no idea. You guys, He was seen- number one. He was number one. And then they dropped him like two spots. Yeah, and, and what kills me is, you know, I understand the camps and I get all that good stuff, man. But what kills me is the tape doesn't lie. Uh-uh. You know, I did Mark. I, I did. I'm sorry. I did Malik Bryant's tape. Very, 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 very good linebacker. Does everything he's supposed to do. And I'm not saying he can't do those things. But, bro, Troy Bowles tape pops off. Like, he pops off the tape. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Jesuit some good football, man. Like, Jesuit, you know, that tape was against St. Thomas Aquinas. So... And I'm looking on there. And the funny thing is, I even said on the tape, man, look at that crowd. Not realize because you know I do those off of one take. I don't look them up and all that stuff. And I didn't even realize that was Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And so after the fact, so like you say, they play. I don't know if they won or lost the game, but he they put some work in out there. They didn't lose a game. They they whooped them. Look, wow. They weren't supposed to play Aquinas, but there was a cancellation due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So they both, you know, ended up playing a Jesuit. I don't – I got to look up the final score. I thought Northwestern, Northwestern was going to win that game because Northwestern beat them like a year or two prior. And I'm telling you, dude, like he – that dude – I hope you consider – Troy, if you're watching this, don't go <laughs> to Georgia. Ohio State need linebackers. Come play the come play. Listen, you can play whatever position you Bro, want. Miami need linebackers. Let me tell you something. Yeah. And I very rarely say this. That's a day one starter in my book. Um, just because of his background. And here's the funny thing about it. I know we're going off tangent. We might end up being a little bit more in the hour. But I go back to these four and five star rankings. And I remember Andrew Ivins was on Footballville and he was talking about how they do the rankings, which I didn't know at the time. Those five stars represent first five, I mean, first round draft picks, 32 right. first round draft picks. 
And he said a lot of things goes a lot of things go into that. Not only the the size, weight, ability, but also their pedigree. If their brother played, bro, your his father is an NFL coach, now a two-time head coach, and that doesn't figure in to be a five-star. Like if that doesn't give you a bump, like I'm just saying, like the things that it, the, the 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 inconsistency, and I understand you can't rake everybody. I get it, but you definitely can rank that dude. You want to know why? How I saw him? I'm looking at a huddle, and the thing said, "Man, this dude can hit," and it was his clip of that very first one. He knocking the dude out, and that's how I found out who Troy Bowles was. Didn't even know who he was, but anyhow, we can go on about that forever, man. As we start these shows off, so and real quick. If you notice, the WRE's coach been putting in some work with the graphics, the editing, the coloring. All, I'm learning all this stuff, man. So do me a favor, man. Go ahead and, and watch those things. Hit the like button. Coach putting in some work when it comes to breaking down these players, man. Not just what I'm doing, but I'm also trying to do the other things as well of learning this stuff. So if you look at it, the graphics and the motions and all that stuff, coach putting in some work, man. So help your boy out, um, you know, uh, with that part, man. I'm, I'm learning Adobe Premiere. I'm a football coach, man, and I'm around here end up being a graphic designer. <laughs> you you <laughs> know what I mean? Premier's tough. Well, let's get so let's get this thing. There you go. Hey, coach, been working, working. In the words of Ha Ha uh, 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 Davis. But anyhow, let's get into this breaking news. You 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 hit me up. You put me on some game. Literally two minutes before we went live. What is your breaking news, Don? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. When he decides to retire, has signed a 10-year, $375 million deal to announce games for Fox. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I heard this before. $375 million for 10 years. For 10 years. So my math is correct. That's $37 million or $37.5 million a year to yeah. talk about football. Yep, for two hours, two, three hours. We don't even know if he's going to be good at that. Right. He might end up being a, 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 a dog on Emmett Smith. You remember when Emmett Smith got on? It was awful, man. <laughs> but that's, I would retire. I, right now. I think he'd be good. I think he'd be good. And because, again, his quarterback, he's looking at a different perspective. You know, being a leader, having the, the, the communication skills, I think you'll be fine. But my goodness, I would hey, hey, can, 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 hey, can Coach Hayes get ten percent of his ten percent, and I'll call the games. Huh? So, I'll, I'll be intern. <laughs> you know, make me the, make me the intern. <laughs> you know, that's like, real. That's shocking. Jesus Christ! Currently got thirty six in the building, man. Thirty seven in the building. So here we go. Let's get into this, man. That's amazing, man. Tom Brady, like I say, hey, the rich get richer, and you got to love it. Uh, uh, let's get into the main topic of the, today's show. The NIL has turned NCAA into the wild, wild west. I was going to play a little wild, wild west by Cool Mo D, but I didn't want to get a copyright strike. So Coach Hayes will sing it. The wild, wild west. I went uptown, 125th Street. Yeah, you, that, you don't know about that, Dom. I don't know about that. <laughs> when we get off of here, I'm going to play it for you. That's cool, Mo D, baby. But anyhow, uh, real quick, um, let's get into this deal, man. NIL, it has become a frenzy. And we got kind of agenda, so I'm going to kind of walk through these things. 
when the NIL deals came about, the state of California was the first state to kind of say, okay, we're going to do this, open up this floodgate. Other states started following behind so forth. NCAA says, here's what it is. We know what it's turned into and what it's, it's manifesting itself into be. My question to you is, what were the higher ups, the brain trust in Indiana, where's the headquarters of the NCAA, what were they thinking when they said, hey, we're going to go ahead and go ahead, do the NIL, which I believe is a great thing. Well, what were they thinking when they implemented it? You and I, we talked about it. I think it was, what was it, Sunday? I think it was Sunday. They knew exactly that it would come to this. They knew. They Think about what the boosters were doing when it was illegal. Like, it was illegal. Now, look at it now. <laughs> like, it is, they knew exactly. And here's just, this is my personal opinion. They were like, we tired of all them complaining. So let's open up the floodgates. Let it just run wild to where it gets to this point. And then we come in and we save the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, they're doing. Here's what, and we'll get to this later. It's going to backfire on them. It will backfire on them. Because now you can't just put... Okay, now this is the structure. This is you got all the stakes that has passed legislation. I can hear you can't hear me. Go ahead, you keep going. Okay, all the states. I can hear you. I can hear you just for what it's worth. But all the states have passed legislation, and now like they want to come in and now they want to attack the private entities including the boosters and stuff like that. Now, if I'm a Miami fan, I'm pissed off because they're going after Miami. They're going after USC. They're going after Texas A&M. And let me just say this. If you're going to go after somebody, go after Texas A&M because you can't tell me an eight and four team is signing 32 five stars a year. But the crazy part about it is I feel like, and I know one of the Miami boosters was interviewed about it. And I agree with him. This is just business as usual. There was no guidelines. There was no structure. So they're, they're just doing their business. You can't come after a school for that. And so the lawsuits that are going to come from this, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to backfire on the NCAA. Did you hear anything that I said? See, now I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard it. I put the mic on mute because I was okay. doing some cursing. I was cursing real loud. Uh, so but did you hear? But, but did you hear what I was yeah. saying? Yeah, I heard uh, everything. But yeah, it's going to backfire on them. It, it's because they're coming from Miami. They're coming for a USC. They're coming from the people and all that stuff. If you're going to do anything, at least put. I don't feel, and we'll get to the tampering aspect of it. You know, put a stop on that. But all of this could have been avoided, and. I'm telling you, man, it's uh, it's going to backfire because the lawsuits that are going to come out. And let me tell you something. I, I came on this show and I told you Mark Emmert was retiring. I low-key think he purposely did this to leave a mess for the next person because that next person is going to have a stack of lawsuits like post-dated checks, man. 
I heard that. So here's what I think, right? We've talked about this, and, and you talk about the higher ups, the you know, the, the brain trust in this deal. These guys don't get in these positions because they're stupid, right? Right. Um, a lot of them are politicians. I've heard Condoleezza Rice was supposed to be maybe next in line. So a lot, I mean, it's a very political role, right? Oh, yeah. It's not just about you know bats and balls and, and, and stuff like that. It's it, it's a very political position. I believe part of that, uh, uh, or basically all of what you're saying is true, but my addition to that is I believe they did it as well to create some parity in football, right? As well as basketball. So you don't get the same uh, in football and basketball, the Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, you know, those kind of schools, the same schools over and over. Same thing mm-hmm. in football, right? We've known since the since the playoffs come, pretty much the same schools has been in it the entire time. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, um, who am I missing? Oklahoma's been in a couple times. Oklahoma, Georgia, right. so Georgia. That's what I'm missing. So now, again, USC and these two schools are key. USC and Miami, when they are good, college football is good. I have to say that. And not because I'm a Miami fan. That's just the that's the reality of it. That's the fact. And so, with all that being said, they know they have the what? They have the resources. They have the things we all talked about. No, and all Miami fans, no other place like Miami. NIL deals, the sun, the beach, the bathing suits, the women, the this, the that. Right? USC is the same thing as the West Coast, California, Hollywood, superstars, megastars, rappers, whatever the case may be. So I think they're doing that. It's going to do that. And D. Roberts made a very good point. He says that they are going after. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll skip. I'm sorry. D. Roberts says NIL is a new phenomenon. It will take a minute to regulate properly. I agree with that. It will level off. But in the meantime, you got to create some chaos and process. And I think that's what's happening. Um, and, and this kind of bleeds into the next point piece. I do. Let me say this quick. I do disagree with something he just said. That they going, they're not going after anyone. I can promise you they are. Um, I just read an article because they're doing interviews about it, and specifically in this new thing that they you know came up with yesterday that they released, they are going to go back and look through schools. So USC, especially depending on Addison goes, you know Miami, certain schools like that, they are looking into that stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I make that up, you know, because listen, they, they want structure, but to your point, I think they want power. Um, cause what does anybody with money want? You want power. You want to be, because why are you going to senators? Because now, you know, they're, they're having meetings with senators in Washington about and congressmen and for yeah. what? Yeah. So that is that's one thing I I can tell you that they are looking into certain schools to make sure that they follow the structure. Now, here's the problem before we move to the next topic. How can you follow a structure that wasn't there to begin with? That's my point. And and that's where I was going to go with. Now we talk about loopholes. So great segue. So D. Robert, like he says, but, but. So how I look at this, we talk about loopholes. How is there new? How is there loopholes? And they're talking about people finding loopholes when there were no rules. Loopholes are found within the language. That's why lawyers get paid because they can manipulate the language of contracts, rules, 
uh, uh, policy, that kind of stuff. There was none. The only thing I think the only rule they had in there was um, none. Uh-uh. It was no. Oh, the school could not. The school. The only rule was the school itself could not facilitate yeah. nil deals. That's Meaning, a like, yeah, the University of Kentucky could not go to, you know, such and such car dealership and be the middleman and be the quote unquote agent for this deal. Other than that. What did you think the boosters were going to do? What did you think the coaches through third party? Hey, uh, and I'll just use John Ruiz because I know his name. You know, Mario says to uh, Coach Hayes, Coach Hayes, go holler at John Ruiz and let him know we need to get uh, Troy Bowles over here and we're going to get him this, 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 that, and that. You know, work it out. Um, and, and so what do you think was going to happen? Now, as we go into the next piece of this, let's talk about the collectives that are now happening. Um. And a lot of people have them. I know uh, Florida has one called the Gator Collective. I think uh, Florida State has one called Spear, uh, something, Fear Spear, something or other. Uh, and we're going to get into Florida State too, man. My God, it, it, I, Mike Norville, killing me, man. But because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go through some things here. But anyhow, the new rule that the NIL, the NCAA is talking about, the NIL is trying to break up the quote-unquote booster tampering. And I did not get a chance to see John Ruiz's interview on the, SEA, on, the, on the SEC network. But how can you tell a business not to be? That doesn't mean I'm a booster. So now you're going to exclude me just because I happen to be a fan of X University. You're going to tell me I can't use those guys in order to get an NIL deal and market my business and put me, come on, man, you're going to get lawsuits out the wing-yang like you just said. Uh, what, what's your thoughts about the collective in regards of, again, this is final loopholes, pooling a bunch of money to kind of woo some of these guys over? I'm going to read you a quote um, from Ruiz. I got it up here. It said, to me, it's business as usual. I was navigating directly with the rules. The term booster is irrelevant in my view because if you have a legitimate business, it does not matter if you're a booster or not. The deal is an arm's length transaction. So with that being said, you, you can't take that to court. <laughs> you, you can't take that to court because it's it's that case will be, that's a 10 minute case, you know, what is it? You know why? And it's like, well, we did it when there were no rules and stuff like that. So, like I said, it's it's they're fighting a losing battle here. But to your point, I because there's no rules, I can't I can't hate against it. Like I personally don't like tampering. Now, has tampering been going on for a long time before NIL? Absolutely, positively, it's been going on. Um. I don't the Jordan Addison thing. I don't I don't like, you know, these people can reach out to athletes and you can screw up a program, you know, for ten million dollars. That's just me personally. However, in the grand scheme of things, that's business. If I'm working for a company and they're saying I get a call one day and say, hey, check this out. This collective, you know, this organization is going to offer you $5 million and buy your mama house and a car or pay off some student loans, get you a place, 
you know, put your name on something or whatever the case might be for you to come out here. I promise you, I couldn't pack up fast enough. So, you know, like don't just do it every day, though, Dom. Yeah, like it's technically tampering. If you know this coach has a five-year contract, he's on year two or year three of his contract, and you go offer him a position. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. Once you enter the NIL, once you push NIL into the faces of these players. You you effectively saying the, the the same exact thing. I, I want to address this comment right here with Space Mountain. He says book smarts don't equal common sense. True, and I I do agree with that. But here we can't underestimate this. People do things shots ahead, and I've always responded to comments like this. It's not a bad comment, actually. It's, it, you're very hundred percent accurate. Yeah, but it, I, I I equate things like this to the game of pool. You're always playing a shot or two shots ahead. So to the novice, right? And I don't know a professional pool player, but to the novice, if I'm playing somebody and I see the one ball sitting in the corner pocket, what do most people do? Shoot the ball in the corner pocket. Right. But to the expert, he's setting up the next shot. But he's setting up not on the one ball. He's not going to play that ball. He's playing the other two balls to put the cue ball in position to make very easy shot for the one ball, therefore leave you the eight ball. I hope that makes sense what I'm saying. So what we think sometimes doesn't seem like common sense is strategically put in place to do that. You understand what I'm saying? So yes, what you're saying makes sense. But when you're talking about this level of stuff, people ain't just pulling stuff out of hat. I just let everybody get paid. Nah, because it's about money and power, and that's what we talked about. So, yes, yeah, Space Mind, your, your your point is valid, and it, and I agree with it 100%, but there's more layers to that and as hey, well. Green quick, blood. What's up, man? Quick to your point, if they're not, because I've had this done to me playing pool, and I've done it playing pool, if you can't get the shot that you want or you're just whatever, you're trying to set it up, for the next person not to get the shot that they want. Playing defense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. So so I agree. So like I said, I agree with that point. I, I totally understand. And let's push on. Let me see. Space Mind said these collectors podcasts been half the show begging for money. All right. I guess they do. Um, so here you go. Since you brought it up, go ahead and hit me on my cash out, man. And go ahead and hit me <laughs> <that> PayPal. <man. laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how to respond to that. But uh, that's a great segue. Yeah, great segue. And, and Deep Roberts just said you just made my point. And again, I guess I did. Um, hey, Latin to guys, a podcast. <clears throat> We're looking for sponsors. So y'all want to call yes, that? Sir. Hit me up. Yeah. Latin guys, a podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. And real quick, Jerry, uh, Jerome King, excuse me, says, Cole, what do you think about Ohio State uh, quarterback commit class of 24? I saw him pop up, but I have not seen his film. Dom, oh. if you want to spend one sentence on that, because that's not really the, the topic, but of course, I like to answer people's questions. Well, if it just so happens, you have, you know, I've seen his film. It's, I don't oh, man. Rare talent. And here's the thing. I don't like to say the one thing I do not like is, and I've seen it already. He he's his best comparison is to Patrick Mahomes. That dude is just, he's not even a junior yet. 
you know, he, he's going to be playing in Arizona. Arizona has some really good football. He's going playing for the number one school in Arizona, Chandler. So the competition level, you know, is going to, you know, be up. You know, he's played in Texas. His dad was a former college quarterback. So he has the genetics and he has to make up somebody great. He's a really good kid, um, but rare talent. That's all I can say. Um, you know, if he sticks through and, you know, he goes there and the way it's setting up, he should be on the field as a sophomore. Uh, yeah, if, if he can put it together and he goes as projected, he's going to be great. We'll never compare a kid to an NFL player who is a Super Bowl champion or whatnot. Uh, never going to do that. I hate when people do that. I love it, man. All right, here we go. So, Brother Jay Blaze says, question, does NIL deals take away some of the attraction of the NFL? I'm not really sure what you mean, Blaze, in that sense, uh, so far as the attraction piece. Um, I, think, I think he means, like, you know, I can get this money now instead of trying to go to the NFL. and Or I can stay in – or if I'm wrong, Jay, I can stay in college and get more money than being a seventh or sixth or seventh round draft pick. And having to, you know, work that up. I don't think so. Um, yeah. The money's too. The the the, the 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 difference in dollars is huge. Again, quarterbacks are gonna always get paid. Yeah. Right. And you have to remember that we're talking about nil deals. All of these guys are not getting six figure deals. Mm-hmm. All of these guys, not some of them, not even getting. They might get ten thousand dollars, right? And I'm not saying that's bad money, but we're not talking astronomical figures here. Are you Bryce Youngs? Yes. These quarterbacks, yes, they are the face of the program, okay? And we're going to talk about another little different sport here as we go into this deal. So I don't think I don't think so. And if a player goes in there thinking, I'm going to make more money in the NFL, the NFL is your job. These are your endorsements. You can go to the NFL, make that money, and technically, you know, Wait. a.k.a. NIL deals, but sponsorships in the NFL. So, no, I, I don't think so, Blaze. Let's flip to the let's slide to this piece here. And this is why I want to talk about another sport because it's been big, especially for the University of Miami. Players starting to negotiate their NIL contracts because somebody else may have come in with a bigger deal. I.e., Isaiah Wong from Miami said he put a tweet out. I think he has removed it at this point, but he said he wanted more money for his NIL, which he happens to be with John Ruiz. I'm not sure what it is, and John Ruiz didn't disclose the amount, but said he had been treated very well by a life wallet, and he doesn't negotiate. So if that's what he chooses to do, he wished him well, move on. But that was in response to, and I would would say, correct me if I'm wrong, Najel Pack, who got $800,000 in a car over two years from John Ruiz, coming from Kansas, if I'm not mistaken? Kansas State. Kansas State. So... What is going to happen now, right? So, and I brought brought that up to say, like Coach uh, Coach L, he becoming a coach. He's becoming a, a a professional coach. You're trying to go in there and negotiate deal. Well, I don't know if he can, but you're no. more worried. About, okay, well, this guy said he's gonna leave, and well, I, I was the big dog, and now you coming in paying more money. I'm underpaid, and blah blah blah. You know how that goes. And this is what I said before: it creates discrepancies. I mean, discrepancy. It creates dissension amongst the ranks. That's not NIL. That's pay for play. So those are. So what's the difference? So 
NIL is supposed to be endorsements. So people want you to be the face. Uh, Brian Hartline had a, a good quote. Um, the receiver that keeps coming to South Florida and taking all the good receivers. Just had to put that out there. <laughs> um, but he had a good quote. He said, you know, NIL is like, if, if hey, tell the truth, shame the devil. That's what we used to say. Um, you know, if, if uh, Bose or Beats by Dre, you know, comes to Julian Fleming or Travion Henderson to say, hey, you know, I want you to, you know, come on and, you know, represent our product, you know, stuff like that. Um, advertisements. What this is, is from what I understand of it, from the quotes that I've read, hey, I led Miami to the Elite Eight and I was a main contributor. I deserve to be paid for what I brought to the table. Now, what does that sound like? That sounds like stuff you hear in professional sports. That's why we have lockouts. That's why we have holdouts, camp, um, you know, holdouts and stuff like that. So those are two different things. One is a sponsorship. This is I need to be paid for what it, for what I'm worth, and that's totally different from NIL. So let me ask a question, a very quick question. Isn't that what's happening with NIL? I get what you're saying. But isn't that the same? I mean, we, it's, it, it, it's semantics, right? Because if you don't get paid what you're worth, then Bryce Young shouldn't get a million dollars and the offensive line dude is getting 50000 They're giving that because he's worth, because he's the face, the, the like he's bringing all of this value and because of who he is and what he has done, what he's accomplished, or, or, or potentially they're going to pay him more. So what, what this young man is saying is – and so I get what you're saying. I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but I think it's, it's one and the same because at the time in which I did my NIL deal, I may have been worth – let's just say – I'm just putting a number out – $100,000. Right. But now that I led this team to the, to the NCAA, the, the, eight, the Elite Eight, I'm, I'm the big man, I'm the face, blah, 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 blah. I want more money. So – the difference, you're exactly right, is the same. Here's the difference. Isaiah Wong is coming out and saying, I deserve it. But boosters and corporations and all these undercover people are saying it for the athletes. So pretty much you got somebody else bidding for you. So Jordan Addison, for example, USC, whoever the bag man is over there, hey, you're worth $5 million. You should come play for us. We can take care of you. Isaiah Wong is saying, I'm worth it. So the athlete coming out and saying it, that I'm worth it, you know, that's 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 the main difference, you know, between everything. And Isaiah Wong, you know, he backtracked, and I guess he's going to – I know he's working out with some pro teams. Um, I don't know if he exhausts his eligibility or not, whatever the case might be. Um but the fact that he came out and said it and not – see, because here's the thing. Nobody's talking in this Jordan Addison thing. Technically, everything – here's all we know is that he entered the portal and that he's visiting other places. All this other stuff oh. <laughs> is – and here's the thing. I'm not denying that it's true because I know a lot of people have a lot of close sources. And so – but he's not saying it. Everybody else is saying it. And so under the table, 
somebody is saying, hey, you're worth this. Somebody is telling him what he's worth. He's not saying what he's worth. And that's the biggest thing that Wong did. And that's kind of what got people up. So that was a fit, right. So that was an error on his behalf. But right. in the grand scheme of things, it's the same thing, right? Would you Correct. agree or disagree? Yeah. So yeah, grand scheme of thing. I think it's this. I think it's the 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 same thing in that sense of. Well, I didn't say it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you know, it's like it's like when you say something and it just popping allegedly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like well, that's all. So so here's my deal. Uh, matter of fact, somebody told me I had to get I had to do this right here. Here we go. Fred said, "Hey, coach, give him two more slaps for that comment. I got one good one for him." Get up hey. out of here with the hard line stuff, man. You can watch Brandon Ennis in two years catching touchdowns. We're in number one. If Brandon Ennis comes to go to Ohio State, Coach, I, hey, I'm going straight to Columbus. I'm riding my bicycle up there, and I'm <laughs> going to put Brian Headlock in a heart in a, in a headlock. Uh, real quick, um, I do want to say this before we move on to the next piece because we talked about Jordan uh, Addison. Right. Um. The so so because I want to make this right. So he backtracked. Ruiz said he wasn't negotiating, which you know the powers that be. Somebody's going to say something for somebody and somehow whatever. Right. All right. But how I look at uh, the the pack here, eight hundred thousand. So basically four hundred thousand dollars a year plus a car. Should there be a cap? And the reason I said it because somebody brought up a great uh, right here. Terry Hanley says NIL needs to have a cap. And I want to hear your point before I give my point. I mean, you are, you what the song by the temptation, temptations, you are standing on shaky ground if you're saying somebody should have a cap. That's more lawsuits because who are you to put the worth on the athlete? Then the NCAA will be stepping in. It would be a little hypocritical, don't you think? And contrary to what they say. So because there was no, like I said, you can't go that far back and say there's a cap on this because it wasn't done in the first place. Because now you have to decide, and that puts it on businesses. Well, who do they think is worth? There's so many ways to get around this because you can say you can sign for 100 if the cap, if the cap is a uh, hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. The cap is a hundred thousand dollars. That could just be for one deal. Is it a cap on the deals and the amount? Because if I'm let's just say, let's just say Quinn Ewers or whatever, Quinn Ewers, hundred thousand dollar deal. Well. He, he fulfills his engagement, his duty for the $100,000. And then every month he signs another $100,000 deal. Well, the NCAA can't really cap that because he made $100,000 for that particular deal. Right. Stuff like that. So 10 months, that equates to a million. So it's too, if there it was to be a cap, it's too late. It, uh, it's well, I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to say this. I... I I personally uh, don't think there should be a cap. Real quick, 102 in the building. Thank you, guys. Hit that like button on your way in. Uh, it's free. Coach giving out free likes today, man. All you got to do is tap it, all right, and you'll get it. You'll, I, I'm going to cha- personally change each and every one of your thumbs to a blue thumb when you press the like button, 
All right. <laughs> anyway, um, well, the reason I disagree, I would not disagree with you, but I don't think there should be a cap on that, Terry, because again, now you are limiting things and it's back to the same deal. And, and we're going to get into solutions later. So I don't want to really go too deep into this. Yeah. But now if I go out and sell, let's just sell, let's just say I sold $400,000 worth of jerseys and I can only make $50,000 on that deal. Right. I'm just saying whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think that's fair to the individuals. Right. So, that's hard. And plus, like you said, you putting a cap on it, then you, you shouldn't touch it. But but anyway, let's move on to this last piece. And I think this is where we're going to spend a lot of our time. Um. Oh, first of all, I just want to say this right here. Because your boy Isaiah Wong, when he put that tweet out, you know what he was thinking? Well, that people were going to swamp in and and, you know, give him the money and stuff he wanted. Nah, this is what he was thinking. Yesterday's price it's not today's price. <laughs> That's what he was thinking. Yesterday's truth. price is not today's price. True. So that is something else that has to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know it. But again, I don't think the NCAA is going to jump in there. That right there is going to spark businesses to say in the contract, these are non-negotiable contracts. It can't be negotiated unless it's the terms or whatever. If you break it early, you owe me X amount of dollars. I'm telling you, and I don't know if they're not saying that now. I can't tell you if they're saying it now. But that's, yeah. how, that, that's how I'm thinking. And then incentives, too. You rush for 1,200 yards, that's a $100,000 bonus. You know, but John Robinson just signed a deal. What was it, with uh, Lamborghini or? I saw that. Or something like that. What They said, okay, 1,300,000. Or, or they say you get the rushing title at the end of the season, or you lead the league in touchdowns, total touchdowns, or all-purpose yards, whatever the case might be. Well, what if he got hurt game four? What if he got hurt versus Alabama, is out for six weeks, can't fulfill that contract? Does he owe the money? Like, yeah, but and again, that's why they, they that's why the universities have to stay out of it. Real quick, let me give some love to Falcon or X in the building with the ten dollars. It says, look like another NCAA. Screw up yep. on the University of Miami trying to trap us with NIL. And yeah, like I said, I mean, we we hot boys down here, man. We always gonna get it. Uh, and we'll talk about that, right? We'll we'll definitely talk about that piece. Let's get into before we go to Jordan Addison. I want to talk about a Marius Mims. Oh wow. And the reason I want to talk about a Marius Mims was because he was one of the not the first guys, but really high people talked about it. Um him leaving Georgia, didn't get to play, supposed to. And their thing was, if you transfer portal, you can't go from SEC to SEC. You have to go to a different conference. Right. So he went out, Florida State. I think he had an official visit. Was supposed to come to Miami, but something happened. Uh, personal or family, I think somebody passed away. Couldn't make it. Decides to go back to Georgia. Now, this is what I heard. And you tell me if I'm right or wrong, or Peter put in the chat. I believe I heard Flo say this. He was saying that Marius Mims signed the NIL deal through Florida State through their collective, and then bounced on them. Now I don't know if that's accurate. I can't. Yes, no. I heard. I think I heard Flo say that Sunday, last week. I I haven't heard that. There's certain things that wouldn't surprise me because remember, there was one site that reported 
while he was on campus that he was committed to FSU. So, and then he came back and said, no, nah, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, the reason I laugh when you said his name, because I still don't know what happened. Like, it's still a mystery to me. He's still a backup at Georgia. So, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, I wanted to play this right here because this, you know, Mike Norville, Big and Mike. I can't say I feel bad. He already had the, the thing with the cake. <laughs> the guy had the thing with the cake. Then this big deal, right? First of all, Mary's Mims, I'm going to get into this, man. Come on, dog. You come on an official visit with a wife beater on and some whatever. But anyway, bro check, bro, check this out. They got the Florida State playing in the background. And the dude is like on a free ride, still with the red dreads. Right? Everybody's super fired up. Watch this. (laughs) I just want to put that up there because... I would have went back to Georgia too. (laughs) Another fail, bro. Like... First, first, man. It didn't start with the with the um, cake. It started with Travis Hunter. Travis, yes, Travis Hunter. I mean, I just I don't feel bad, but what I'm saying is, it's one of the things you sometimes you got to just be. Let's be a little quiet about this deal before it go through because we sure looking bad out this deal. Gee whiz, bro. I like, mean, you, you hearing the rumors that Dion is probably gonna come for his job after this year and. I hope not. Save face and bless his heart. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he's a five star, but I've never seen anyone get that pumped up for a backup left tackle. Uh, Granted, because he probably would start at Florida State. So I I see why. Man. I just, I just like to, for a guy, he got to have a tough skin and and a thick chin, boy. For him to take, he, this this dude is getting whooped all across. Like he's bouncing back from these L's, man. Man, it's terrible. But anyway, and, and he's taking them left and right on the chin. And the dude is just, I mean, the birthday cake, all that stuff. But anyhow, um, I you know, I look at this stuff and I say to myself, what happens? And we talk about re- recruiting and tampering. That's kind of where we're going at now. Do you think that was his decision? This is just hypotheticals or just whatever, whatever you believe. That was his decision to kind of dip. Or do you think somebody, quote unquote, may have said, hey, man, you're not playing over there, George. Come on over here and let's see what see what the Tim's like. Or do you think he decided to do it and went NIL surfing? I think it was somebody else. Because the only the player and the coach knows what happens day in and day out. We don't know. We're just sitting here speculating because we don't know if, and here's the thing. This is what makes it so tough. He was a backup last year. So Mm -hmm. we don't know if he was improving. And then he wasn't at spring. He he missed spring. Yeah. So that's what I say. Somebody had to 
tell somebody had to be like, yo, you out here, if you they do, they're bringing in all these five star. After <laughs> she was singing "Happy Birthday," um, but they bring in all these five star left tackles and five star linemen, and they're pushing them to play, and they're wasting your talent and all that stuff. You need to go look for something else. Now, his biggest thing is he may not have film in college or you know a lot of film, but. He's got that. He's got two things. He got a five star. That's what people remember. Five star out of high school. So they're looking at potential. And so everybody, and I'm not knocking Mims. Like I said, I, I don't know. But that's how the game goes. That's how NIL goes. Jordan Addison, okay, the ACC was not that great this year. What if he goes, let's say he goes to Alabama. And gets locked up, you know, he's not what Alabama thought. We're basing everything off potential. Everything off potential, essentially. Because you don't know what's going to happen the next year and stuff like that. You know what you see, but you're expecting it to translate onto the next, you know, phase. So I think somebody was in his ear and told him, because it doesn't make sense. If it was, it does this, that whole situation did not make sense because he's back at Georgia. The timing, the timing, like you said, you, you, you're a backup and you missed the spring. Yeah. You and... missed the spring where people can evaluate you to get better. And you missed it. Let, let, let's talk about this piece because I want to leave Jordan Addison for last because I know I, I have a different outlook on him. Okay. But we're talking about tampering. So, for example, Gibbs that left Georgia Tech goes over to Alabama. Uh, you got quite a few people around, but I know Gibbs was one of the big ones that left. I I firmly and strongly believe, if you want to call it tampering, I believe so, right? Because what's the coincidence? You leave out of there, this, that, and the other, you come, and we go there. That I mean, it happens everywhere. You know, it's not dry snitching. Some of we're talking about defining the word dry snitching. It is what it is, bro, right? And I don't have any evidence to say that. I'm just talking about, I'm looking at coincidence, and I'm looking at what? Timing? I'm looking at the placement, where he's going. You leave Georgia Tech and say, hey, I'm going to arguably one of the best, the top two or three schools, you know, one, two or three schools, arguably in the country, year in and year out. Because what? They're big, they're big time dude just left. Right. And so the timing is right. Bro, like, come on. So so I said all that to say, um, I believe there's a lot of tampering going on. There's a lot of guys that's that's plucking people out of situations because now college football is about winning today. It's no more yeah. building programs, right? Yeah. Year two, year two, your coach has to be winning. I just saw a tweet today. Somebody said Miami's gonna win eleven games. Go argue with your mammy, or go go debate with your mama, something like that. So my question to that gentleman, and it's not an argument, but what happens if we go nine wins? Now, you look like crap on the face. And next year, let's just say you go nine wins. We don't meet your expectation. Now, that guy's going to go on a Twitter rant and say he needs to be fired. Fire Chris. No, that's happening year one now. That's That used that used to be year two. That's year one. That's year one after game five. Right. Right. And so so that's, that's what's happening. With, and, and, and once you don't put any rules in place, 
you know, it it is what it is. Let, let me ask you this right quick. Uh, let's go to Jordan uh, Addison. So Jordan Addison, in my opinion, I don't think he left. I don't think it was tampering on his behalf. My my, let me see this. It may have been some. Uh, it may have been some tampering, but I think his motive to leave wasn't money or nil deal. I believe his motive to leave was to increase his draft stock. Sure. And the reason I say that, um, let me let me elaborate a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. He wins the Belichick Award. As you say, the ACC is down, but still the best wide receiver in the country, right? That's what that award is for, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, last year, no, but I digress. Go ahead. What was it for? It. Okay. I'm going to let you get to your point, but then I'm going to tell you why I'm salty about that award. Okay. For, for last year, but go ahead. No, no, but I said, but that's what the award represents. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it represented the best player in the, in the, in the I mean, uh, college football, NCAA. Right. Um, and again, that, that's all, it's all subjective, right? Well, the NCAA was down, other guys, but I get it. But that's what it, that's what it was for. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But the difference is the engine to your car just went to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Right? So now, are you going to take your chances with a transfer in Slavis or Patty? Uh, Patty, am I saying his name right? P-A-T-T-I? Yeah, yeah Nick Patty. Nick Patty. Or you're going to take Slavis. Who, he came from USC, right? Slavis came from USC. He may have seen something in spring that said, uh-uh, this is going to hurt. And you can look at it because look at the draft picks this year. Look at the draft picks, defensive, blah, blah, blah. And for a receiver to be good, his quarterback has to be good, right? You have to you have to give your guy a chance to, to play. I think, and if you look at the teams he's looking at, he's looking at teams with good quarterbacks, except maybe Texas, but they got a potentially good guy. He hasn't really proved himself, but a potentially good guy at Texas. Caleb Williams showed that he can make plays with his feet, extend the play, make big plays down the field at USC. TVD has shown he can do those things. Uh, what's the Alabama with Bryce Young has shown he can do those things. I mean, we're talking about top quarterbacks here, yeah. right? So that's why I think his – he may have been tampered to kind of kick him out the nest, but I think his motive was not NIL money more than it was and keep your, keep your draft stock up here. Being, being that award winner – and you don't want to come in there next year and you walk out of there with 300 yards passing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, receiving. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my take on it when it comes to Jordan Addison. I agree with that. Um, and I think another big thing is they got a new offensive coordinator, and we don't know what that looks like. Um, you know, could be a completely different plat, you know, just it could be more 50-50, um, have no idea what it looks like. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that surprised me about Slovis because he Slovis was pretty good. Like a USC in a pass-first offense, he was pretty good. So that tells me, in my opinion, it's more with this new system because I saw Nick Patty play. And he's he he's okay. He's not bad. He's he's you know decent. But mm-hmm. honest to God's truth, I you know thought Slovis was perfect for him. But 
I think it blew up. And to your point, you know, I agree. I think it blew up when he got into the portal or whatever the case might be. And, yeah, Fred is right. I am salty because it's an Ohio State. It wasn't even an Ohio State guy because I thought at least one of them should have been nominated, specifically Garrett Wilson or Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was on your fantasy team. That's Jackson Smith, but not not pearl-wearing Wilson. We're talking (laughs) about the dude-wearing pearls and combat boots. Yeah, that was anyway, hey, that's that my whole was, thing. But anyway, go ahead. That, that was weird. But I thought David, I just I personally thought David Bell from Purdue should have won. Um, just from a, a, a productive standpoint. Um but Addison, and that's no knock on Addison because he's a fantastic player. I just think the NIL, and I would love to talk with him about this because how and that's the thing, even with Jameer Gibbs, you mentioned Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, I don't think was tampering. I think it was common sense. You are a junior in a rebuild. This is Georgia Tech is still rebuilding, and you're a junior. And there are positions where you probably don't need to be in for your future. And a team that's trying to rebuild an offensive line is one of them. So I don't think it was as much tampering going on because it just because right. it, as much as much because because my thing is what does Jameer Gibbs say and, and you think Nick Saban sent by the phone well I hope Jameer Gibbs called because they are rebuilding over there you know I know that the word got to him in some form of fashion that Alabama has some interest call this guy yeah oh, of course that's I don't that. think I don't think they needed I don't think they had to, to open up a brown bag for him. Or no. NIL, but well, yeah, like those contacts don't just have like a guy who transfers. Like for example, let's just take Mims. He doesn't just call Mike Norville one day and say, "Hey, coach, I'm interested to come to Florida State." I just don't see that happening. Somebody had to tell him their offensive line is just straight trash, and you can come in day one right away. You're gonna be the big man on campus, and you can earn yourself some money. That's what I think happened. Like Trick Daddy said it in the song. Everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And I think that's kind of what's happening. You know, somebody is getting in contact with Jordan Addison. Um, and Jimmy Jam, that's actually a great point because a lot of people, it's legal to hire agents. CJ Stroud has an agent. Uh, Bryce Young has an agent. You know, all these people have agents and they're representing, you know, these kids. Obviously, you know, there are steps you have to keep, you know, intact so you don't exhaust your eligibility. But, yeah, everybody got agents now. And so, you know, back to Addison, you know, now that you you say that, you know, I kind of, you know, twist my position a little bit because I do think that's what he wanted was, okay, I need to go somewhere to – improve my draft stop because and here's the thing we won't fully know until Pitt takes the field next year because if that offense is trash or if it is at least not to the level of what it was last year then everybody's gonna say I do not blame him for getting up out of there bravo they're gonna say bravo if Slovis likes it up then he looks like an idiot Unless he goes and likes it up. 
but I think he will. Uh, you know, barring injury, I think Addison will definitely, definitely uh, be a major contributor to wherever he goes. It's all about the quarterback for him. And most receivers, it's all about the quarterback. It's all about the guy who's, who can deliver the rock um, in that sense. And when I have to be honest, when I looked at this spring game for Pitt, I this meals. See, no bueno, my friend. Then it looked, you know, eh, it was eh. all right. Yeah, it wasn't. And so for him, think about it. That's to our eyes. So imagine because they have a new coordinator. Am I correct? Yeah, new offense coordinator. So that's another thing. So when he's sitting in these spring meetings, for example, it may be one of these instead of down the field like he's used to doing, the dink and dunk offenses. And he like that. I don't feel my style. I mean, I'm gonna stretch the field. You know, that offensive coordinator coming there. All right, man, we're gonna take what the offense gives us, and we're gonna get yak yardage out of it. We take a shot when we need. To. You don't know what was said in these meetings. That kind of like, all right, I'm gonna give y'all this spring, but if it ain't bouncing on nothing, I'm I'm gonna be bouncing. And I really believe that that was that's his true motiv- motivation. Let me uh, ask you real quick: Where does he end up? And let me ask you this. Is it a U.S. Is he a USC lock? And Will Strick clearly disagrees with me. I thought, at least in the games that I saw, he looked okay. He, he looked pretty decent. Um, but in the game, but where do you think he ends up? One of the viewers just said he's in Austin right now. I do not think he ends up at Texas. Um, I I just don't. I don't think so either. Uh, I think it's I think it's a three team race between Alabama, Miami, and USC. I agree. I'm a, I hate to say this out loud, but if I'm him right now, looking at the offensive coordinator that I have, right? I'm looking at I'm a Miami fan now, but I'm looking at Josh Gaddis' offense from last year, the way they ran the ball, right? Even though I know you got TVD was better than McNamara from Michigan. But I don't know. But what I do know, and I don't think he cares about wins and losses, he cares about yards and catches. I go to USC. Caleb Williams, a ball player. Lincoln Riley going to light it up. Right? I don't if- think he cares about national championships. I don't think – what I'm saying, yeah, does he want to win those? Sure. But I'm talking about – I think he cares more about production than he does in result. So here's career. Here's the thing. Then if that's the case, then USC's out, in my opinion. Because you got Caleb Williams, but they have some decent like Mario Williams was, you know, in some was the number one receiver in some recruiting rankings. And they have, you know, receivers. So if he's looking for over a hundred catches, you're not getting that at USC. I, you know, Alabama has Tyler Harrell, they have Jacory. Um, who came, you know, from Miami, Brooks. Um, Chris Leary. Yeah, Chris Leary. So they, they, they Alabama's going to be good. They're going to have talented receivers. Um, you know, Tyler Harold, the kid from Louisville, is going to come. I feel like, you know, maybe they can scheme some things up for him because you can look at Alabama and say, yo, we had John Mechie and Jamison Williams. Look how many catches they had while on the field together. We don't have either one of those back. So just imagine 
you know, what we can do, what we can scheme up for you, you know, the little gadget plays and stuff like that. You can look at that. But if he wants yards specific, if he wants the bulk of the responsibility and to be, be the man, it would make sense to go to Miami because correct me if I'm wrong. Would he be the number one option by far if he came down here? If I he believe so because of his experience, right? Because, because like I say, Latson's there, but Latson didn't play much there at Clemson. The rest of the guys are young. Keyshawn Smith is a fresh, you know, he played last year. The you know, Jacoby Joy, these are all freshmen. The only older guy is Restrepo. Uh, that's out there actually playing, playing. And you so know what I mean? with Josh Gaddis, here's what he can sell. At Michigan, I didn't have a chance to showcase what I can really do. They made me run the ball and stuff. They Michigan had some pretty they had good receivers, though. They had good I receivers. They didn't have a quarterback. They did not have a quarterback. You know, they had uh Nico Collins. And I was talking to this past year, not you know, previous. Yeah, Nico Collins. Uh, they had Donovan Peoples Jones, who they well, if Jordan Addison is listening to this, they really underutilized him. Um, but Nico Collins and stuff like that. And this year, the one thing, you know, from Gaddis, you know, they were able to get some of those guys, some of those B guys, um, jet sweeps, pop passes, and stuff like that. So if he can kind of sell them on that and just say, hey, I've never had a player like you, and this is what this offense is going to, and we have the quarterback, and you you would get the bulk of the action, then, I mean, don't it make sense to you? If, if you're going to be the man, you go to Miami. Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, but USC, they're going to have options up the yin-yang. If he goes to Texas, Texas got a couple dudes. They have Xavier Worthy being the big, you know, the best of them. You got Jordan wouldn't yeah, uh Jordan Jordan Whittington, you know, you have him, you got another dude. I think they have another receiver that's pretty or Marcus Washington. Um, that's good. So if you want to be quarterback eliminates that, I think the quarterback play because if that's the case, you're in the same boat, kind of I, I that, that's the wrong making the comparison of two, but you're in the you're in the boat of the unknown. What can this quarterback do in a game situation right now? I think they're better than maybe the Pittsburgh quarterbacks. But it's the unknown of what they do in game situations. Do they handle pressure well? You know those kind of things. I, 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 Alabama does make sense, but I still think I, I just think that Alabama is one of those. It's it's more team, yeah, right. It's more team oriented than individually oriented. Now it may be individually oriented in the play calls, but the overall scheme of it is team. I think. He goes to USC, him and Caleb Williams. And I heard, and maybe I heard it wrong, but I didn't even, they were out there practicing in California or something. Yeah. But I heard he was practicing with Bryce Young out in California. Bryce Young. That's right. Bryce Young, not Caleb, but Bryce Young. That is 100% correct. Um, I don't know, bro. It'd be interesting to find out. And then we don't know if the USC tampering, everybody's been crabbing about that runs him away from USC so it don't be any sanctions or whatever the case may be. Let's move on to our last piece. We're already an hour and three minutes into this deal. Um, I appreciate everybody that stopped by. We got 121 in the building, man. This thing is growing. We're on our eighth uh, podcast. 
for the night. So literally two months into this deal, and we started off with just doing about 15 to 20, already 121 people. So thank you all so much. Hit the like button. Here's the last thing we're going to talk about. Potential solutions. I also want to know in the comment section, what are your solutions to this NIL issue that's going on? Write in the comment section, which, and I'll post them up here if they seem valid. All right, but what is the what 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 are some of your solutions? And Dom, I'll start with you first. What do you have? Space Mouse says, "Do you have PayPal?" Yep, it's scrolling right there at the bottom. Coach Hayes football. I think it's in the description. If it's not in the description, go to one yeah, of the other videos. It just scrolls like yeah. the conveyor belt. Um, um, so solutions to this issue, kind of what you think? Uh, you know, my solution is you need to tighten the window for the transfer portal. Meaning, you don't have 10 months to be in the portal. You need to cut that. You need to cut it. If the activity, it needs to be a two, two to three month thing. And it cannot be, it has to be, in my opinion, it needs to be the day spring ends. So let's say April 30th to June 1st is the first section. Because that gives coaches kind of an idea of what you're working with. If your roster is too too top heavy and you need to some guy, listen, just call what business. It's a business. They got to go. And if you're thin on some numbers, you know, going into the summer, um, you know, you have all that intact. And then after the season, I would say what January 15th. I would probably say February 1st because that way these high school kids need time to decide, you know, what's best for them because, you know, they're kind of getting, you know, gypped and national signing day is February 4th. So that's one thing I would do. I would cut the transfer, give it some hard deadlines. And the second thing that I would do is you cannot reach out to players in season you can't mess with them the way you can reach out is if they've officially submitted their name in the portals but this stuff like that that like, was supposed to be happening right yeah but now i could tell you there are point you know people reaching out to players on rosters saying leave you need to leave. they need you well guess what if they left today what's today's day May 10th. If they left today, May 10th, guess what? They will be ineligible for next season because that that window has passed. So you can potentially begin these kids in trouble. So the only ones, and it's what it does, it forces the kids to do their homework. So pretty much you're not relying on somebody else. If you, you nobody can tell you, you got to go and kind of look at the depth chart and then players talk to each other. You know, talk with one of the homeboys at Alabama. You know, they can be the ones to be like, yo, you need to come down here. There's a spot for you. We're then at this position and everything like that. That is what, you know, I think needs to, you know, to happen. That's what I would do. If you do those two things, perfect. Just, just cut the time because that helps the coaches. Because another thing, man, and, and then, then, you know, I'll get to your, you'll get to your point. We're not even talking about the JUCO in high school. Kids. Like, you know how many high school kids have been messed up because of IO and a transfer portal? 
honest to God's truth. There's no more. Think about this, man. You can't develop players anymore. Can't the developmental guys? You know, you you you're in your recruiting class. You take 25. You take 22. You know who you think are surefire, and then you take three developmental guys that could come in. You know, year three, and they can start to contribute and stuff like that. You know, because certain positions take time, more time than others. You don't have that anymore. You do not have that. It's pretty much if I'm not playing, I got to go. So for the cool kids, it really, really screws up, you know, everything in their recruiting process. So I think in fairness, them, even in fairness, some respects to athletes, everybody has to be on the same page. And so, like I said, those are the two things that I would do. I don't care how they get. I don't if you have these boosters sign up to do it. The players that's on the roster, they need to be contacted by their other players, but make them do their homework so that they know pretty much there's full responsibility on their end. And then, yeah, cut the time in the portal. All right. Here is my um, here's my take on it. I just thought of something as you said it. First thing that needs to happen in, in, my, in my eyes about the – uh, transfer portal. First of all, they need to bring back the four-year scholarship, the full scholarship, not year to year. Okay, That's yeah. one. Give the young men their full scholarship unless they've done something, you know, broken team rules, unethical, morals, whatever the case may be. And that needs to go in front of committees, whatever. Fine. Right. Yeah. Second, second, right? Because I'm going to tell you why that's important. Because it puts skin in the game for the university. But now here's where the skin goes to the player. You are not allowed to transfer, right, your first two years unless your coach gets fired. Okay? Head coach or position coach or both? Head, no, not position coach. They, they diamond dozen. Your head coach, right, he gets fired. In your first two years, your first two, not in, at all, just your first two years. Okay, Here's why I think this is important. Here's why I say it's important. You got to have some skin in the game too. And this is where I talk about doing your due diligence as a, as, as a player and a prospect on the university in which you're coming to. Right? So now the NIL deal sounds good, but we'll get into that. I'll get into NIL. So I'm talking about the players having to do some due diligence on the school in which they're going to. Right. Right? My next thing is, you have to do the same rule as the high school coach. I know this is sound complicated. As a high school coach right now, and we talked about this with Roland Smith at the University of Miami and, and Ruben Bain. If I had a play, if I had Dom, you were my player, and I went to Ohio State right now, mm -hmm. and you came on to the, to play for Ohio State, I would have to be an on-the-field coach, right? If right. not, I have to sit away from you for, what is it, three years? Three, three years. years. So the same thing. If Lincoln Raleigh, for example, leaves and goes to USC, none of your players from Oklahoma can go to USC at least for one year. At least for one year. I agree with that. Because, because like you said, and I'm going to steal your point, that school has been doing all this recruiting for you for free. So Oklahoma's recruiting budget technically went to USC. Yep. 
Everybody yep. that was committed to Oklahoma from California flipped their commitment and went to USC. Oklahoma got foot with that bill. So that's that. That that that's that piece. And I know it sounds a lot. The next piece for the NIL deal. The players cannot get the money. You can sign for whatever you want, 10 million, 5 million, 3 dollars. I don't care. But it goes into a fund based on your graduation. And I'm going to tell you why that's important. Because we still have to make sure and when I and I say we, we know when we Make sure our young men walk out of there with that paper, whether it means anything or not in today's society. Don't just let the universities use us. Use the university. You understand? The reason I say that, and this is super important, I know I may go on a little bit. Once you graduate, that money is yours. Bryce Young doesn't need a million dollars today. He's eat, he eats every day. He gets a he gets a, a cost of attendance allowance from the university. He has housing. He has a, bro. Trust me, these players ain't living like they did back in the day when Charles Mann was 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 playing. Like these players are living lavish. That's part of the recruiting. Miami's building brand new brand new dormitories. Everybody's building new stuff. So you don't need the cash, and it is not the player's burden to take care of his mama. I'm sorry. While you're 18, I know it's a, a big thing and I get it. I totally understand. But play, if your mama survived 18 years with you without it, she can survive four more. I'm just calling a spade a spade. What because, about? No, here's why I say this. Because this is where maturity sets in. You are now, instead of 18, you're 22, 23, whatever the case may be. And now when that money comes in and it earns interest through stock market, you know, through your, your whatever, your tax shelters, all those different kind of programs. But those are the type of things that need to happen because also it, it alleviates dissension amongst the ranks in the locker room. I agree. Even though, even though I have more, I can't show you anymore. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, those are the type of things because at the end of the day, we're putting the player. Now, people say that's not realistic. I think it's very realistic. Because it's no different than what they should be doing with Bryce Young should not have access to a million dollars. If I got a million dollars tomorrow, do you think I'm putting it in a regular savings account? No. And people who understand money knows that money does not sit in a regular savings account with your doggone debit card so you can just swipe away. You got to put you that put in money the up. So it, Exactly. So why not do it when you're already getting you're getting fed? You got the meals. You got the top shelf. You're flying. You got all the meals you need. You got all the place. You're staying in lavish, quote-unquote, dorms, which technically apartment condos. So my thing is, why not put it away? And the only contingency plan is your graduation. Because now, who says that's a bad thing? You walk out of there with your degree. Two two questions. Two questions to that. Yeah. So the first one, sticking with the last point. So what about a three-year guy? So let's just say a, uh, uh, anybody, you are a, a super, superstar. God, who's somebody that three, done. Three, three years and done? What happens to that money? Dude, does it just go or is it still? Oh, know? it's it. It's it. So, for example, you do three years and you were going to the NFL? Yeah. It sits there. 
And if you're going in the NFL and you decide whatever the case may be, you can come back and get your money at some point. If you don't want to, then that's on you. It'll sit there and it becomes an heir to whoever you it goes a part of your will. It's it's no different, it's part of the uni- it's not part of the university. No, it's I mean so of- they don't come back and get their degree. It goes to whoever you if you say you you go to the NFL, play 30 years, got a Tom Brady deal, 40 million a year, whatever, you never get that money. That's part of your 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 inheritance to whoever you leave your monies to. Okay. That's question number one. Question number two. What mm-hmm. if coordinator leaves? I don't know. And, and the reason I say that, I don't know, is because um, coordinators come and go all the time. They're a position coach, believe it or not. And so, yeah, that can be touchy. I understand that. But at the same time, the head coach, is the. this is part of doing your due diligence, is the head coach, for example, He's the final say-so on who he's going to hire. Is he going to hire the same guy that he kind of had, like the same style of guy that he had before? Most Like right now, uh, you think, uh, let's just take Lane Kiffin. The guy leaves and goes to wherever he went, Arkansas, wherever he went. You think he'll come and just run the wing T next week? Well, I'm so like, for example, uh, uh, like Jim Knowles, for example, let's say – it was a four three. You switch to three. Not even you switch to a three four. Now mm-hmm. you have the personnel for four three, but you don't have the personnel for. Or if somebody you're going like I said, get, you're going under center I formation. You need a passer, but all you have is a scrambling quarterback, or you don't have the receiving. You know your your speed offense. You, do, you want fast, but all you have is finesse players. And these guys can't ad- adapt to the system because they aren't the guys for the system, specifically more on defense. Um, because if you're looking for, you know, fast linebackers and stuff like that, instead of, you know, bigger so, guys. So here's, so here's my question to you. It's really a one-year setback. Let's just say I come in there as a freshman. That's the guy that recruited me, Right. I come in. Jim knows right now. Jim knows this is his first year. Coach Hayes is going there to play uh, the five technique in the three-four system. Jim knows decides to leave. Remember, I can leave after two. I sit there for one year and play. Maybe it's not the works out or whatever the case may be. My head coach Brian Day still the head coach, right? And then I, I after two I can go wherever I want to go. We'll decide. The only reason I say that, and and I'm gonna tell you why I say that, is because coordinators come and go all the time. They're position coaches. They leave to go to become head coaches. They do. The thing is, but back to those players. Do your due diligence. Talk to those coaches about that. If not, call Coach Hayes. I'll help you through your recruiting process and won't charge you a dime. All I want is a picture. Give me a picture. That's that's the only thing I've ever charged player. What I'm saying is, hey, coach, hey, Ryan Day, Jim Knowles just comes in. If he decides to get this and he runs the three four, now can these people lie to you? Sure they can, but at least you're putting them on the paper. You're putting it on on thing. What I'm saying is, we have to learn how to we have to learn how to advocate for ourselves and not just listen to a guy with a logo on the shirt. So, a last scenario, last scenario. What if it's February fourth? Because this has happened. This this has happened. It happened it happened at Ohio State. National signing day is February fourth. 
Ohio State fires a coordinator February 5th because they're mm-hmm. waiting for somebody else. Like they're waiting for an NFL season to finish. Sure. And so they do a complete staff overhaul. You've already signed. Like you, you've mm-hmm. already signed. It's on the dotted line, all the paperwork and all the stuff is faxed to the university. You have a completely new coaching staff and they want their players because your game, quite frankly, you weigh 340 pounds and we're running a 4-3. Yeah, chances are that's not going to work. Is that player still on the hook? I'm going to tell you why I say yes. But I'm going to tell you why I'm going to tell you why I say I'm going to tell you why I say yes. Because you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere, right? You you have to. Um and and to the coach's point, that's a bad coach if he doesn't use the players he has. I'm sorry. Right? We got TVD right now. Right? And Josh Gaddis comes in you know, I'm going to be very honest. We got a good – I think we have a very good running backfield. But if we look just like Michigan, I'm going to be highly upset. And I'm going to blame Mario Cristobal because you are the final say-so. What I'm trying to say is you you have to draw a line in this because we can always play last man with the P and win, right? But if you don't draw a line in the sand at some point – and I'm saying it's only two of your five years – and I understand. And that's one off. Those things happen. Maybe you can petition the committee, look at it and say, look, it was overhaul. That's not what was told to me, blah, blah, blah. Those things are different. But we're talking about as a blanket rule. I got you. I, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Like for prime example, it happened at Ohio State with the defense. Right. Well, this was happened with offense because um, this was back in 2014. Mike Weber signed. Next thing you know, Stan Drayton goes to Texas and stuff, and they have to bring in. I know Stan Will, yeah. Yeah, and they brought in Tony Alford, um, which, you know, ended up working just as well. Uh, Love them both. Great coaches, but, you know. So something like that is what I would say. Yeah, and, and again, those are scenarios, but at the end of the day, you have to understand, like, you have to put your foot down. It's like someone, something has to be drawn the line. And both people have to have skin in the game in this deal. Last quick thing, Coach, before we get off air, I think we should add the one-time transfer. It is after two years. No, 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 no. I'm saying now you're kind of seeing kids like Isaiah Wong. I think he transferred like three or four times or something like that. It's supposed to have been only one time. Yeah, well, that's not what happened. <laughs> that's yeah, not what happened. Again, that's somebody finding a loophole in there. But but those are the type of things that, at the end of the day, look at this. Go ahead, Fred. Fred I appreciate coach for NCAA president. I'm trying to tell you this here. But uh, those are the type of things, man, that you have to have both, both parties have. Like, here's what a fair deal is. When both parties get equal, equal share out of this deal. Because right now, it's not fair to the players when Lincoln Riley leaves, all those kids in Oklahoma, notice he only took the elite guys. He didn't yeah. take everybody. Yeah. Right? He didn't take everybody. And if those guys go to those schools, now that's a hard one about the recruiting. I don't care. That's the college's money. So like how he was recruiting the kids, they were committed to Oklahoma, flipped the window. Well, guess what? Their birthday was on the right year, and they caught him at the right time, and that's just part of the process. No big deal. 
You know what I mean? Because that's like you. You get a job at Buckeye Scoop, you decide to start your own thing, right? Or whatever the case may be, you dip out of it. You may want to take somebody from Buckeye Scoop with you. I get it. You know what I mean? That's just part That's yeah. part of doing business. Uh, let me say this last piece because I got to give Falcon X some love. He hit us with a 305. You notice what that donation is. You notice the donation, right? I notice. I notice. Yeah, 305. Kohei speaks truth to schools and players, and he also gave us another one up here as well as another 305. NIL has to be transparent public contracts. I I, I disagree I with disagree that. With that yeah. yeah, that's their personal business. Um, You know, I, I don't believe uh, that's the case. Um, in that sense, maybe if it's a publicly traded company, but I don't, I, I don't doubt it. But anyway, um, uh, any last words? No, you man. See any comments up here, what's that? I'm looking for any comment. Look at this, great. Three year guy can finish up in off season NFL. Exactly. If you're in the NFL, you can finish off season. And let's be real, we're talking about a very smaller percentage of guys who have 10, 15 year careers in the NFL. We talking about guys who go get their cup of coffee in the NFL. Their scholarship is still valid to finish their courses, and they're done. I mean, we see we, we sometimes we think of the 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 exceptions and not the rules, right? Man, well, what about you know the guy that spends twelve years? If he spent twelve years, he may not want that little hundred thousand. If he does, go back to school and get it. Yeah. Or you know what you do? Write it off into your will and give it to your kids. Yeah. You got to go back. <laughs> you know whatever the case may be. Yeah, but I just I, I agree with that and. No, I don't have any last comments. Thank you for everybody. I know we went over a little overtime here, uh, but I appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Um, and yeah, man, hopefully somebody listens to us. Like I said, if you're trying to sponsor this show or each of our individual shows, you know where to hit us up. Definitely check out that WRE uh, coach is spitting fire in some of these. And uh, yeah, they've been entertaining to watch, man. I appreciate it, man. But Lord knows I've been putting a lot of work into them, just trying to learn how to, you know, I'm trying to make it more entertaining, man. Not trying to be just a talking here, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, man, have, have a lot of fun with them. Trying to make them shorter. If you notice, the intro keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Now Listen, it's just my logo. And I could have watched Troy Bowles. If Troy Bowles had 35 minutes, I would have watched every single minute of it. Can I tell you something about that, young man? I'm, I'm dead serious. Every year I have a call a pots player pop off the tape. That dude pops off. Listen, that's a difference maker. And, yeah. And regardless of the hitting, I'm looking at his angles. It I'm is. looking at the football player. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Listen, <sighs> my God. Mm. I got to see who number one linebacker is. Cause I don't know if he can, like I said, I did Malik Bryant tape. He did well. Extremely well, but his tape don't look like that cat tape. I, I listen. I said it before. I say it again. He would have been if he reclassified to last year's class. He would have been the number one linebacker in last year's class. Mm-hmm. So, because so you need to do longer shows. I do on my other ones, man. On this one, we try to stick to out because both of our schedules this time of day is just like. As soon as he get off, I'm gonna be editing. And yeah, and I, be got, I yeah. got everything to do too. I got work to do, so you know how it is. Oh man, I appreciate you guys, man. Well, like I said, we went about 1:30 on this one, so here you go, Fred. You got a longer show, man. But uh, with all that being said, thank you guys. Eight o'clock Tuesdays every night, we'll be doing the Coach Me Coach podcast. Uh, right here, we just talk all things sports. Uh, check out the WRE, which stands for Watch, React, and Evaluate. Don, plug your stuff with your lactic acid. Lactic Acid on social media, 
Instagram, Lactic Acid Podcast, YouTube channel. We're starting it up big, so definitely got some exclusive interviews on that. Hope, hoping to make it to the Prefontaine Classic uh, to, to uh, interview some big-time people. I got credentialed, but you Where's know. That? Where, where's that? Where's the Prefontaine? Eugene, Oregon, the home of Mario Cristobal's old school. Uh, where the track facility, never been to a school except Morgan, where the track is nicer than the football team. Um, but, yeah, definitely be tuned to that. Lactic Acid with Dominic Smith. Um, and, yeah, if you got Apple, Spotify, go ahead, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Like I said, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, you know where to reach out, you know where to hit me up. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. All right, man. Also, we drop these on the podcast platforms too, uh, Spotify and everything else. Just type in Coach Hayes Football, and these shows and other shows come up there as well. If you don't want to watch it while you're working out on the treadmill, you can listen to us because really, it is what it is. But with all that being said, thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all. We out of here. Peace. How get off this thing, Dom? Man. <laughs> I'm about, hold on. We, we lie. I'm about. <laughs>